Well, hey there. How are you? This is Kim Constable, otherwise known as The Sculpted Vegan. Welcome to The Strong and Sculpted Podcast. The podcast by me, of course, about all things strong and all things sculpted. And this week we are going to talk about the stronger side of the Strong and Sculpted podcast because you know me, sometimes I like to talk about fitness, sometimes I like to talk about, you know, mindset and and different, you know, subjects that interest me or excite me and this week, we're not going to talk about anything fitness. We're going to talk about something that I know a lot of people struggle with, um, which has you know, happened to me many, many times in the past, which is something that I have overcome. And that is how to deal with the haters and trolls on social media and on websites and on the internet in general, because it's a fact of life. If you put yourself out there in any way, whether it just be your personal Instagram account or your personal Facebook account, or whether you're actually trying to grow and run a business, you are going to get haters, you're going to get negative comments, and you're even going to get what we call internet trolls or keyboard warriors. And these are kind of the worst type of, you know, negative comment leavers. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down why does this even happen? We're going to break down what you can do about it if it happens to you. And then we're also going to look at some different strategies for how you can, you know, distinguish between who actually is looking for a healthy debate and who is just out to troll you with no other intent other than to make you feel bad about yourself. But before we get into that, don't forget that it is the end of the month. This is the end of July, the 30th of July, 2020. If you're listening to this, we are just about to choose the winner of the podcast uh, competition giveaway that we do every single month. We always choose it at the start of the month. So this is the last day that you can enter. Well, actually not because tomorrow's the 31st. So today or tomorrow, leave a review somewhere that you listen to this podcast. Take a screenshot of the review, send it to me on Instagram, and you can be in with a chance of winning any one of our Sculpted Vegan programs. So we're going to announce the winner next week. And now we are just going to dive straight into the podcast. Okay, so let's get started. Firstly, what I want to ask is why does someone hate on someone else? Because I think that before we get into strategies of how to deal with it, it's really helpful if you can understand the behavior first. So what I want to do is kind of break down why does someone do this first so you can understand the behavior, which will give you a much stronger foundation for dealing with it in the future whenever you do encounter this. So let me tell you a story first. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided to go away with my kids and my husband, and we took them away to um, a seaside seaside town here in Northern Ireland called Port Rush. Now, it was very much a kid's holiday in that I just spent my time trailing around amusement arcades and going to, you know, amusement parks and, you know, going swimming on the beach and they were paddleboarding and surfing and all that kind of stuff, even though the weather wasn't that great because it's here in Northern Ireland and the weather, we kind of have our summer early in the year. It's usually warm, you know, August, not August, sorry, April, May. And then April, May, June is usually warm. And then July and August, which are our summer months, are usually a bloody washout. So we decided to take the kids away for five days. And then while I was there, I was kind of scrolling through Instagram one morning and I saw that a friend of mine had posted, um, uh, she's a, an Instagram influencer. She has about 80,000 followers, good friend of mine. And she had posted a post on her Instagram account to say that, I was actually on her stories to say that she was leaving Instagram. She was deactivating her account. And the reason why she was deactivating her account was simply because the 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 online trolling that this girl was receiving both on her Instagram and Facebook accounts and on another website where people just go on to literally slag people off. It's horrendous. Um, because of, you know, how this was impacting her life, her family, her boyfriend, her new relationship, she had decided to leave Instagram. And I was really horrified because this friend of mine is, is a really fantastic blogger, influencer. Like She has the most amazing Instagram account. It was beautiful. It was well curated. But the thing about it is she has a very, very large following here in Belfast. And it really is big fish in a small pond syndrome in that she is very well known in Belfast. Like her stories for having only 80,000 followers, not only 80,000, but 80,000 is a lot. But her stories were watched by like 25,000 people a day. Okay. My stories are watched by about 10,000 people a day and I have 200,000 followers. So, you know, she had a massive amount of engagement. But a lot of it was very local. And I'm sure many of you who have, you know, experienced this will 
will know that the haters and trolls generally don't come from far away. They're generally people who are in your area or in your hometown or, I mean, they can obviously be others as well, but, you know, I find a lot of people are actually very local who troll on you. So whenever I found this out, I was really quite horrified. And then another friend of ours, she posted about it saying it was horrendous and because of this and that, whatever. And she named this particular website um, where, um, I don't even want to give you the name of it because I don't want to send any traffic there, but there's a particular website where basically you're supposed to be able to discuss online influencers or people who are, you know, selling things online or influencing or, you know, getting paid to do sponsorships or that kind of stuff. You're supposed to be able to critique them or discuss them on this website. I think that was the intent for why the website was set up. However, the website has literally turned into an adult playground and not a nice playground, a nasty, vindictive, horrible playground. So I, of course, had never heard of this website. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to go on and see, is there anything written about me? So of course I went on and I typed in my name and up came, now not there wasn't a huge amount about me, but up came all of these threads, right, of these people discussing me. And there were a couple of ones who were kind of repeat offenders. There was one particular one. I think her name was like Happy Ever After All. Because of course, no, no one ever puts their real names on this website. Everyone has like a, a fake picture and a different name. So you never actually know who they are. So it's the worst kind of hit. It's anonymous hit, you know. I, I fully respect anyone who's willing to stand up and give their opinion and state their opinion and be known and be heard for it. But anyway, someone who hides behind um, you know, an image or a different name and, and slags off other people, well, that is the worst kind of cowardice. So on this website, the things they were saying about me were absolutely hilarious. This stuff doesn't bother me at all, by the way. But, you know, these people like obsessively follow my Instagram, right? Obsessively follow my Instagram account. They were discussing the window ledges in my house. I'm not even kidding. Like, you know, can't believe, you know, you would think that someone who's so, what was it they're saying? Someone who's so worried about their self-image and someone who's so worried about this and that and whatever, you'd think that she would at least do up her house. Those window ledges are shameful and all this kind of stuff. I was like, oh my God, these people were like dissecting and talking about all of these different things that I'd put in my stories, slagging me off for saying, you know, it was upsetting being in the hospital whenever there were, you know, so many babies crying and we couldn't sleep and, you know, and just like literally picking apart every single part of my life and talking about it and, you know, and just going, you know, like literally laying all this hate out. So I was reading through these websites and I was having an absolute giggle to myself and the kids were like, mommy, what are you laughing at? And I was like, oh, this is so hilarious. So I started screenshotting, you know, loads of the different stuff and then posting on my Instagram. And those of you who follow me on Instagram will know, will have seen that I did this. So I started posting all this on my Instagram. And like calling out all of these, you know, things and going, oh, honey, like there was some girl who said, oh, whenever, oh, I, I happen to see Kim Constable, you know, regularly. And, you know, whenever, uh, whenever I see her, yes, she will smile and nod at you, but, but her eyes look straight through you, you know, and I was like, really? Like she'll smile and nod, but her eyes look straight through you. So I was like, oh, honey, next time we, you know, meet or you bump into me, you know, make sure you let me know if you're feeling a wee bit needy and I can give you a hug. And I just totally called them out and people loved it. Like the amount of messages that I got. So I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages from people, you know, saying to me, thank you so much for this. This is unbelievable. This is happening to me. This is, you know, this has really given me the confidence of how to deal with people. I love that you can just, you know, not let it, not let it bother you. You can let it like, you know, wash over you. And so I realized that this is actually a huge problem. It's a huge problem in that it happens all the time, but many people aren't given the strategies to deal with it. Like many other influencers or people who start to put themselves out there, and it's always worse when you just start to put yourself out there. You're just starting to put yourself out, you know, on social media. You've started a new business. You're starting to promote it or you're doing, you know, like stories or videos of yourself or whatever. That's your most vulnerable time. And if this happens to you during those times, it's and you don't have some strategies to deal with it, it can be very disconcerting and it can put you off. And a lot of people, you know, they it stops them from achieving their true potential and really being the best they can be because they truly don't know how to deal with it. And so that's why I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this podcast today on this exact subject because even though it's nothing to do with fitness, it is something that many, many people struggle with. And I wanted to give you, you know, some really good strategies for coping with it. So first of all, Here's what I want to ask, right? Why do people do this? Like, why 
why do people do this? Why do they, you know, slag off other people? Why do they lash out? Why do they hide behind, you know, a keyboard or hide behind a computer screen and just spend their time putting other people down? Well, I've talked about this a lot in previous podcasts, and it's something that I want to keep hitting home and hitting home because it's so important for every single aspect of our life. And the bottom line is that when I want something for myself, right, when I see that you have something, right, you, it may be money, it may be fame, it may be success, beauty, six-pack abs, whatever, right? I want this thing for myself, and I believe that if I had this thing, I would be happier. I would be happier, my life would be better, and I would be more complete, okay? it's We call it being out of cause. I've talked about being out of cause a lot in previous podcasts. If you haven't listened to them, you should go back and listen to one. Um, but, you know, whenever we are out of cause, whenever we believe that something in the external world will make us happy, it's called being out of cause because nothing in the external world can make you happy. You choose to be happy or not to be happy. Don't get me wrong, having a lot of money and whatever makes things a lot nicer, makes your environment a lot nicer. But truly, there's a lot of people who have a lot of money, billionaires, millionaires, and they commit suicide. They're not, they're not happy. So it doesn't guarantee happiness, okay? So, but here's the thing. Whenever I see that you have something that I want, okay, I want it so bad, it hurts. Like, I want it so bad, it hurts. I want to fly first class so bad, it hurts. I want to have, you know, cellulite-free thighs or a sculpted body or or I want to have, you know, no rosacea on my face or I want to have something or beautiful, long, lustrous hair. I want something so bad that it hurts, okay? Maybe, maybe I've, this has hurt me in the past. Maybe I've been physically hurt by this thing in the past, whatever. I want something so bad, it hurts. And every time I see someone with that thing that I want, I feel hurt, okay? So I lash out to stop the hurt. That's why people do it. That's the only reason people do it. People slag off, as we call it in Northern Ireland, if I don't know what that term means anything to you, we call it slagging someone off. People, you know, put other people down, hurt other people with their words or physically to make themselves feel better. That's why they do it, to make themselves feel better. And in fact, I was discussing this exact topic with a friend recently, whenever I was um, thinking about this podcast, and I was saying to him, you know, it's interesting because I know that a lot of this wiring happens in childhood, like so much of our wiring happens in childhood. And he said, and I was discussing this with him, that when, you know, you see something that someone else has and you want and it, and it you want it and it hurts you. And then you, you know, so you, you lash out at that other person or you put them down, you go, look at her. And she's like, you know, she thinks she's so amazing or yeah well she might have lovely long blonde hair but like her eyes are too close together or she's got buck teeth or you know you you do something or you say something to you know to put that other person down and then it makes you feel better right that makes you feel better for an instant whenever you do that and I was talking to my friend about this and he said to me I have an incident that I can tell you about that happened to me whenever I was a young boy he said I was about five or six maybe when I know how this exact thing happens. And I was like, tell me, tell me. So he said, whenever I was young, we didn't have a lot of money. He said, my, my parents, you know, they worked really hard, but, you know, my dad was like a bus driver and my mom was a cleaner. And he said, and we didn't, you know, work hard. Now, this friend of mine has really worked hard himself and actually is now a very, very successful businessman. But he said, whenever I was, um, whenever I was young, he said, we didn't have a lot of money. And he said, and there was, uh, you know, a lot of kids in school had a lot more than I had. Like, I, I didn't have any new shoes or football, but, you know, we had to buy a lot of secondhand stuff. You know, my uniform was always passed down from older brothers. I could never get, you know, school lunches, you know, because we didn't have the money. I had to, you know, take a pack lunch every day, this kind of stuff. And he said, um, he said there was this little boy in his class whose parents obviously had a lot of money. And this little boy always had the best of everything. So he used to come into class every day and he would have had, you know, the the latest shoes or the the, you know, the latest toy or the the latest technology or whatever it was. And his parents would have, you know, picked him up in you know, gleaming cars gliding into the, you know, into the school ground or whatever. His mom always looked so fresh and polished and smelled fresh. Like he was able to tell me all of these different data points for how he knew that this little boy, you know, had a lot of money. And he said, you know, that obviously birthday parties and stuff, they were invited to birthday parties. And whenever he went, you know, it was, you know, their house was amazing and it was huge and, and the birthday party was extravagant. And rather than appreciating how wonderful that birthday party was or how, you know, how, um, how great it would be to be this little boy's friend, 
he felt so bad that he didn't have any of those things that he felt angry towards the little boy. So he said every time he saw him with the latest toy or every time he saw him with the latest pair of, you know, shoes or whatever, he actually, it, he said it made him feel really bad about himself. And so one day he said they were in the playground and it was during break time and a recess, I think it's called in America. And he said they were all playing, you know, in the playground and there was a slide in the playground. And he said, this little boy went up to um, the top of the slide. He said, and he was climbing up behind him. He said, they both actually ran to the slide at the same time. He said, Alex got there first. He said, I got there first and put my hand on the, he remembers it in great detail. He said, he put his hand on the rail, you know, to climb up the slide. And this little boy reached the slide just a second after him and kind of pushed in in front of him and scrambled up the stairs in his excitement. I don't think there was any malice in it. It was just that he, he got there and he ran. He was just a little more eager and he went scrambling up the stairs. And Alex said, in that moment, he said, I saw my opportunity. And he said, I climbed up the stairs after him. And just as he got to the top, I pushed him. He said, I, I didn't even think about it. It was it was kind of instinctual. I just knew in that moment, that little fucker had like pushed in front of me, climbed up the stairs, he said, and I pushed him and he fell off the slide and he scraped the side of his face. He didn't hurt himself or break a bone, but he said he fell off the top of the slide and he you know scraped his face badly and he was crying, crying, crying. And the teachers came running over and what's the matter? And he said, but he didn't know that I had pushed him because I had done it kind of subtly. And he said, and in a moment, in for a moment, he said, whenever I saw him hit the ground and I saw the scrape on his face, I felt better. He said, I didn't feel bad that I had pushed him and he hurt himself. I actually felt better. He said, it felt good for me to hurt him because of the hurt that I felt every single day whenever I saw this little boy with all of the things that he had that I wanted. And I thought that was such an amazing story. Now, just to let you know that this friend of mine is very, very aware. He's done a hell of a lot of therapy over the years and not therapy, but like personal work and coaching. And he runs a very successful business. And even to be able to tell me that story shows how aware he is. And he said, like, you know, he said, that's, you know, he said he just remembered it so clearly that it felt good to hurt the little boy. And I said to him, this is how we get wired incorrectly, right? We get wired incorrectly as children. Sometimes, not always. I mean, sometimes the wiring goes incorrectly. I hurt someone, I feel bad. That is the correct response to hurting someone. Hurting someone should elicit a response where you feel ashamed. You feel bad that you have caused someone else to be hurt. But it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes if we feel bad, then and then we we do something we lash out to try and take that pain away it actually causes us to feel better and that is that is what happened to my friend alex and the problem is as you know as kids our parents don't really understand this okay you guys who listen to this podcast hopefully if you have children you may start to kind of see your children differently you know these concepts that i teach you i hope that they help you to parent differently because if if we teach our children to be at cause, we teach them, and we first of all, we have to learn this ourselves, right? We have to learn that, we have to learn viscerally, not just intellectually, but in our body, viscerally, that nothing in the external world can make me happy. I remember hearing a story about Eckhart Tolle, the great spiritual leader, and um, once he became what he calls spiritually enlightened, he sat on a park bench for, I think he said, like two years or something with little or nothing to his name. And he said he felt ecstatically happy. He realized that being alive was such a blessing. He needed nothing in the world except total and utter awareness in the present moment. And if we truly understand that nothing in the external world can make us happy, then we can teach that to our children. And if our, if our children are given a huge amount of self-esteem and a strong sense of self-worth and they are loved deeply by their parents and not judged or shamed or smacked or sent to the naughty step or, you know, or any of those things, you know, growing up is a, is a minefield for children, you know, they're, they're learning how to navigate the world. And if we take time to explain and and love them in the way that they should be loved with, with cause and effect consequences, but without fear or punishment or blame, that is what gives a child a very strong sense of self-esteem. And these trolls who, you know, like on that website I was telling you about who leave nasty, horrible comments, 
I really truly believe that many of them were probably not parented very well because their parents weren't parented very well. These these are passed down from generation to generation to generation. And so what happens is as a as a child whenever we we believe that our self-worth and our and our happiness comes from things in the external world and we're not taught how to manage our feelings, we sometimes get wired incorrectly. You know, we we become attached to things. And whenever those things don't don't come, or whenever we we feel that we need them in order to be happy and they don't come to us, then then we we sometimes lash out. And then that lashing out causes us to feel better. And then we develop what's called a postulate, right? A postulate is an unconscious pattern of behavior. Um, we usually develop them as children. So something happens and then something else happens after that. And then I start repeating that pattern throughout my whole life. Human beings are pattern finders and pattern completers, right? That is what we are. We're like Pavlov's dog, where Pavlov rang the bell and gave the dog a stick and rang the bell and gave the dog a stick. And then pretty soon, all he had to do was ring the bell and the dog salivated, right? There was no stick coming, but he rang the bell and the dog salivated. Human beings are exactly the same. We are pattern completers, pattern finders, and pattern completers. I do something destructive, I feel better. I repeat that pattern again and again and again. And unfortunately, sometimes if you don't consciously become aware of it and stop it, it becomes a vicious cycle and it becomes worse and worse and worse. And then like a junkie, you need to create more pain to feel better, more pain to feel better. You know, not create more pain. You need to create more destruction to feel better, more destruction to feel better. I need to say more and more and more hurtful and hateful and hurtful and hateful things because the pain becomes so great. Make this sense? Hopefully this is making sense for you. So once we do something that is destructive and we realize, you know, for a moment that the pain goes away, we keep doing it, right? We just keep doing it. Why do we keep doing it? Because we just want to feel better. That's why. That's why human beings do destructive things. That's why human beings do good things. That's why human beings do anything. As human beings, we just want to feel better. It doesn't make it right, but it does make it understandable. So whenever I was reading that website and all of these nasty, hurtful, potentially hurtful, you know, no one can hurt you without your consent, by the way. No one can offend you without your consent. Sticks and stones and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't upset by those, you know, comments, but I can see that a lot of people would have been. But whenever I I read them, I know that these, these girls who are writing them, I'm assuming they're women, just want to feel better. And they think that putting me down will make themselves feel better. They think that makes them look better. They think it makes their opinions more valid. All of these different things, that's why they do it. Does it make it right? No. Does it make it excusable? No. But it does make it understandable. Trolls get their feelings of self-worth from putting others down. Okay? Producers in the world, someone like me, I would call myself a producer because I I produce value. I've grown a big business. I employ many people. I, you know, I, I create a lot of programs. I I work out in the gym and I and I build muscle in my body. So I consider myself to be a producer. And I get my self-esteem and my feelings of self-worth from producing and building value in the world. So I have developed a very strong link between putting in effort and feeling good. Trolls develop a strong link, which unfortunately strengthens over time, into putting or into destroying something and feeling good. So they have a very, very, very bad sense of cross, bad case of cross wiring, basically, is what's going on. So, um, so now that you know that that's why it happens, right? How do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? Because you may be like, oh my God, Kim, mind blown. <laughs> but, you know, now I need to know what to actually do with it because obviously it's not, you know, you don't want it to exist. Well, I remember whenever I first started out in business that I, like most people, felt that everyone was entitled to their opinion. There's this thing that happens whenever you start out in the world and you start, not start out in the world, whenever you start out in business and, or, you know, in fitness or whatever, and you start putting things online, you, you seem to um, many, and this is common because I've discussed it with people, we seem to believe that everybody is entitled to their opinion. Everybody is entitled to, you know, leave a comment or a negative review or or whatever, right? We have this thing of we shouldn't, you know, remove people's comments or that we should respond to people or, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I felt that, you know, if someone left a negative comment on my post or on my page or whatever, that it was, you know, it was their right to do so. I didn't like it. And I was like, oh, it made me kind of nervous. And I didn't, 
you know, and I didn't really know how to respond. I didn't really know what to do, but I would actually engage with these people in the comments, you know, and sometimes kind of defending my position and I'm sometimes getting into a right wrong with them as well, you know. So someone would come on and leave like a, a nasty comment and I would be like, you know, I'd be like, no, well, no, actually, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. And then I'd be like, well, hang on a wee second. And we would get into like a right wrong over it. So, um, which was totally pointless and counterproductive. And um, and I did, but the thing is, I didn't feel like I should delete the comment, but I didn't just want to leave it there unanswered. So, you know, I didn't want other people to see it and think that I had acknowledged it by leaving it there. So I would respond to the comment and then I would, um, and then of course I would get into a right wrong because I would feel like I needed to defend my position and then so would they. And then it would just end up causing me more anxiety and upset than I had ever intended. And then one day something happened that changed my life forever. So I was reading this article and I can't even remember where it was. I think it was online on Facebook. Someone shared it. Can't even remember who it was by, so I can't credit the author. But I remember um, her saying it was something about how to deal with haters or trolls or whatever that, you know, and it was many years ago, actually, that I read it. And she said this really funny thing. She said, like, basically, if someone comes on my page and they leave a nasty comment, I delete them. I delete them and I block them. And she said, you know why? Because it's my page and I get to put out the wine and the crackers and the cheese and I decide who comes to the party and I decide who doesn't. And I always remember, you know, that bit about, you know, it's my party and I get to put out the wine and the crackers and the cheese because it really made it real for me. It made it more real that this wasn't just a, you know, that your social media account wasn't just this um, like arbitrary thing out on the internet, it really is like your house, right? It really is like your home or your house. You decide who comes in and you decide who does not. And you decide who gets to stay once they're in and you get to decide who you kick out. It absolutely blew me away and it changed my life. It honestly changed my life whenever I whenever I read that because it's it, it was like someone had had given me a strategy or someone had given me permission to to kick the trolls off my page, to kick off the, the haters and the negative people and not to worry about it. And I think in the beginning, whenever you first start a business, you're, you really want to do well, okay? You want to put yourself out there and you want to do well and you want to get exposure and you want to get, you know, people to share your stuff and all this kind of stuff. And you're so worried about offending people because you're like, oh, I don't want to offend people. I don't want to be nasty to people. I don't want to kick people off my page because you kind of think in the beginning that all attention is good attention, right? It's like a child who, you know, who misbehaves in order to get, you know, negative attention from their parents. You kind of believe that, you know, all attention is worthwhile. It doesn't matter if it's negative or positive. If there's engagement on your page, it kind of in a weird way feels like you're getting noticed. Maybe you're doing something worthwhile. Maybe you're actually going to make it in this world. You know, all of these mixed feelings goes on, right? So you don't really want to delete anybody, especially whenever you're first starting out who, you know, comes over to your page, even if they are being nasty. But here's the thing, right? It's your fucking page. It's your Instagram account. It's your Facebook page. You decide everything about it, just like you just like you decorate your house, right? Let's use that as a metaphor. You decorate your house. You decide what color to paint the walls, what furniture to put in. You decide, you know, what kitchen to put in. You decide what you're going to cook. You decide what you're going to serve. You decide all of those things for your home, okay? Your home is a safe space. You feel safe in your home. You decide who comes in and who doesn't. Just because you have a public social media platform does not mean that you are obliged to let the trolls in. You have to see your social media accounts as your home. You get to decide who comes in, you get to decide who stays, and you get to decide who you kick out. And, you know, and here's the thing. And sometimes you're like, and you can be like, well, Kim, that's all very well and good. But sometimes I don't know whether someone is being nasty or they're not or whatever. You know, how do I deal with those? Well, here's how I here's how I have, you know, honed it over the years to, to figure out whether someone is genuinely being nasty or they're just looking for a good debate. Because here's the thing, right? Debate Debate is healthy. I have people who come into my house all the time. They come in from di for dinner, and we have very differing views on things. Like maybe they they send their kids to school. Maybe they send their kids to a strict boarding school. Right? I have many carnivores come for dinner in my house. I don't serve them meat, but I certainly don't judge them for their decision to eat it. You know, if they if that is you know what works for them in their life, would I prefer they didn't? Of course. Am I going to fall out with them because they don't? No. So you know, you can have people who come into your house with very different 
differing and sometimes polar opposite. In fact, most people are polar opposite to me, to be honest. So most people in my life have a polar opposite view of what I do. I am an unschooling mother of four who believes that, you know, not only is school not healthy for kids, but damaging, right? That's my personal belief. You may be like, fuck, you're a bit crazy, love. I totally am, right? I get it. And you may be like, no, I love school. It's amazing. Great. You rock on. I believe school is damaging. You believe school is healthy. Great. Let's still be friends. You know, I'm a vegan. I don't eat, you know, or consume animal products. You're a full carnivore. In fact, one of my best friends, Michaela Peterson, she is a carnivore. She is. She has so many autoimmune diseases. All she eats is beef. That's all she eats. Beef, salt, and water. She doesn't eat any vegetables, legumes, fruits, nothing else in her diet. I think now she can actually eat fish. She can eat salmon now. So now that's all she eats. She's one of my best friends. Yes, I'm a vegan and she's a carnivore. And we're best friends. Isn't that funny how we can put aside our differences and see the human being there? So you can have people come into your house who, you know, who you can have a good, healthy debate with. And that is wonderful. And those people get to stay. But here's the difference, right? If someone comes into my house and acts with contempt towards me, they do not get to stay. Or if I allow them to stay for the duration of why they're there, they they certainly do not get invited back. That is the difference between someone you allow to stay on your page and you have a potentially healthy debate with, or you, you know, respect each other's opinions and you, you know, agree to disagree and all that, and someone who does not get to stay. Contempt. Now, what is the dictionary definition of contempt? The dictionary definition of contempt as a noun is the feeling that a person or a thing is worthless or beneath consideration. I'm going to say that again. The feeling that a person or a thing is worthless or beneath consideration. If someone comes into my house or onto my Instagram page or onto my Facebook page or any of the domains that I own and they believe that I am worthless or beneath consideration, they do not get to stay. And that is <laughs> that is the bottom line. Now, let's look at the dictionary definition of debate, okay? If you come onto my page and you leave a comment, which is um, saying, well, you know, I see where you're coming from, but I don't agree, or here's my opinion, or blah, 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 that is debate, right? So what is debate? As a noun, it is a formal discussion on a particular matter in a public meeting or legislative assembly. I think it's kind of more talking about politicians here, in which opposing arguments are put forward and which usually ends with a vote. Now, obviously, there's no vote on my Instagram page, but it's a formal discussion on a particular matter in a public meeting in which opposing arguments are put forward and which usually ends with a, with a vote. So opposing arguments are put forward. So I can say, well, here are here is my opinion on this subject. And you can say, well, here is my opinion on this subject. But there's no contempt. At, at, at no time do I believe that the person I'm debating with is worthless or beneath consideration. I don't dismiss them. I'm not dismissive of them. I'm not nasty or contemptuous. That is the difference between who gets to stay and who does not. And if you're not sure if someone is being contemptuous or not, simply ask a question. Ask a question. So if someone leaves me a, a comment or comes into my direct messages and, and you know, and, and I'm unsure as to um, the intent behind what they're asking, I ask a question. So I'll say to them, I'm trying to think of a good example, actually. I should have had a good example, maybe, but I really get so few haters these days, so few haters, because I just delete and block anyone who who is a hater. And I... Um, I'm just very, very, very careful about who I let in. So, but if somebody leaves a comment, which which I'm like, hmm, is this, you know, because sometimes people leave veiled comments with me. So they'll say things like, um, like if I put up a video of me exercising in the gym, some, you know, fitness trainer or whatever will make a comment and say something like, um, you know, well, sometimes someone will say, is there a reason why you're rocking back in your lap pull down? And that's a genuine question. So I'll say, well, yes, it's because blah, 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 with high intensity training or the last few reps. And I'll give them my, you know, my, my opinion. And then they'll come back and say, oh, well, I believe you're doing it all wrong. And that's absolutely ridiculous. And you're hurting people with this knowledge, blah, blah, blah. And I go, okay, so you're actually being contemptuous. You just wanted to be right. Boom, delete and block. I just delete and block them. Now, if someone goes back and says, oh, well, that's not, you know, do you not believe that, you know, it would be better to do this? Do you not? If someone's going, I'm genuinely interested as to why you're doing something that way. And they're open to hearing your answer. 
they get to stay. That's great. That's open and healthy debate. If someone is coming on and telling you that you are wrong, they don't get to stay. On my page anyway. I'm like, no, fuck off. (laughs) I just delete and block them immediately. And it's so liberating to do so. Do you know what else I do actually, just as a little caveat? So I put out a poll today. I did a whole um, business story on my Instagram today and I I pulled back the curtain on some figures and stuff and recent launches. And we're, we're launching a business program actually in September. And um, I was gathering some data on my Instagram and and doing some stories or some question and answer sessions. And um, I noticed that I put up a poll and the poll was, did you enjoy this content? And it said, yes, please, you know, or, you know, yes or no, or whatever was the answer. And then the next slide said, would you like to see more of this? And then the, the two answers were yes and no. And I think after about a couple of hours, I had like three or 400 votes, right? And say, say there was 300 votes. Out of the 300 votes, two of them were no. So I clicked on the no to see who had voted no. One of them was actually a friend of mine. So I know that she probably hit the no by mistake scrolling onto the next page. And the other one was a girl that I hadn't, that I didn't know. But whenever I clicked on her page to look, she only had like 11 followers or something. And she'd said, you know, started up this new Instagram account, you know, because I deleted my other ones because of trolls or something. And then I looked at the next story and she had also voted no on that story. And you know what? I don't take, I don't take, um, I don't take any chances these days. If someone, you know, I just shared some really, really, really valuable content, right? And I know that I asked the poll, which was, did you find this valuable? Did you whatever? But if if I consistently see that someone votes no on every single poll that I put up, I just block them from the page. And so I have kept an eye on this girl and I, you know, screenshot her, I saved her name and I will be looking out for her in any future polls that I um, put up because if she consistently votes no on a poll, I just block them. Because this happened to me recently, actually. I noticed that there was a girl, this one person, because I always check that, you know, who says yes and who says no in the polls. And there was this one person that I noticed that was consistently posting no on every single poll. Because sometimes I would share something really valuable. And like, it's, if it doesn't interest you and you vote no, well, then that's totally okay. My husband votes no all the time on my polls. So I do, you know, I like I, I respect people who don't want to, you know, always see the content that I post in a poll. I genuinely do want to know the answer in a poll. But if you consistently post no in a poll to everything, and I noticed that this girl was, it does, you know, I'm like, why is this person posting no? So anyway, I clicked on her profile and then I went to message her because I thought I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here and I'm going to ask her, is this a mistake or have I done something to offend her or how come she consistently posts no? So I, I, whenever I went into our direct messages, I realized we had actually had quite a few message exchanges. You know, she had messaged me and said you know, how wonderful I was and this was great and she loved the content. And I messaged her back and she'd asked a question and I answered and we had a few messages exchanged. So this was really confusing for me. So I sent her a message and I said, hi there, just wanted to reach out. You know, I'm, I just wanted to ask a genuine question. I noticed that you post, you that you vote no on every single poll, you know, that I ever put up. And I just wondered, was there a reason why? You know, have I offended you or have I done something wrong? And you know what she did? She blocked me. <laughs> she blocked me instantly. She didn't even respond. Now, if she had to come back and said, oh my God, no, I didn't mean to, or I always click the no button or something, I would have been like, all right, okay, no problem at all. She can stay. But she blocked me. So you know what that girl was doing? She was going, Though she was giving me those little, you know, like, no, no. Like if someone, if someone consistently votes no on your stuff, what they're doing is they are inadvertently trying to punish you. No, I'm just going to post, I'm going to, I'm going to click no. Listen, we've all done it, right? I've done it in the past too. I'm not, I'm not freaking perfect. But you know, you, you're, you're angry with someone or they cause you pain or you're pissed off with them and you vote no. I bet you anyone listening to this, I bet you're having a wee aha moment of, oh my God, yes, I've done that. It could be a friend who's posted a poll. It could be someone that you've had a run in with in the past, someone who you're angry with and they put up a poll and you post no. And it's like, hmm, it's like, like raising their, your middle finger to them, right? It's like going like, fuck you. So um, I look out for people like that as well and I block them from my page. You know why? Because I don't want any negativity on my page. I am happy to have healthy debate, positive debate and negative debate or, you know, like people who agree with me and people who don't agree with me. More than happy for that. Love it. But if you're going to come on and hate on me or be contemptuous, you are going to be deleted from my page. And let me tell you something. When you delete people, they just leave your life forever, right? In fact, well, they don't sometimes, 
someone once someone left a comment on like some kind of nasty comment you know like vegan shaming me you're not a true vegan you're this and you're that and you're pretending that you're all this shit and you need to delete your page and call yourself the plant-based sculpted and I'm like oh my god so I just went yeah delete I just deleted their comment right and um, deleted their comment and blocked them, right? Instant blocking. So what did they do? They started up another Instagram account and came back over to my page and were like, oh, you just delete comments from people who don't agree with you. How dare you? And I just, I had a giggle to myself. I was like, oh, delete, block. They literally did this like three or four times. They kept setting up new accounts and coming back to try and leave me negative comments. And I was like, are you fucking insane? Like, how do you have the time to do this? Because I was just going to delete. I check all my comments constantly. I, I must open Instagram, like I'm sure 40 times a day, maybe 50, like uh, certainly at least every hour, sometimes twice or three times per hour, I open Instagram. I see every comment that's left on every single post. And this person came back like three or four times and like with new accounts and kept like, I dare you delete my post. You're ashamed of vegans everywhere. And I just kept going, delete delete block, delete block. And eventually they gave up because you know why? It literally takes me one and a half seconds to delete and block somebody, but it takes them like a while to have to set up a new Instagram account or find a friend's account or, you know, whatever. And then it's always these people who have like 10 followers, right? And then they go and write a whole story about you. I had a girl, like some kind of fitness girl the other week, like leave some kind of, you know, write me an Insta- you'd write me a, a message on Instagram going, oh, you're, you're not a real vegan. You're wearing Christian Louboutins. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not vegan. I'm very open about it. I'm actually plant-based. And she was like, oh, well, you should change your name. And I haven't had one of those in a long time. So I just went, I went, no, no, don't be one of those vegans. And she came back and she was like, oh, wait, how dare you speak to me like that? And I was like, no, no, you're the one who came on here and fucking you know, started attacking me, right? So then the next thing, she goes on her page and she like screenshots my 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 post, right? And puts it on her page to her like 14 followers, puts it on her page and goes, you know, you must, everybody must go and shame the sculpted vegan because she's wearing Louboutins. And I was like, oh my God. And I just blocked her. I was like, where do these people find the time? I just, but let me tell you what happens, right? In a moment you go, oh my God, this is terrible. Someone's like posting all this shit about me. And then you go, yeah, yeah, it's really not going to make any difference to my life whatsoever. And you delete them and you block them and they disappear. I have had people with massive followers on Instagram, massive followers on YouTube, literally make videos about me, slagging me off. Like, And they have huge followers, right? Because they want to put me down because they may have like an 80,000, 180,000 followers on Instagram, but they ain't making the money that I'm making and that makes them feel bad. So what they do, slag me off, you know? And it's always men. And I just delete them and block them and delete them and block them, delete them, block them. And do you know what? Hasn't affected my life in one tiny way. I am happier than I've ever been. I am more successful than I have ever been. I have more than anything I've ever wanted in my entire life. And I don't have to look at any negativity, shame, or hate ever. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is I want you to have this too. The delete and block button is just within reach. It's right underneath your fingertips and you can use it as much as you want. And even if you delete and block someone by mistake, sometimes you're like, I'm not sure if I should delete or block this person. I just delete or block them anyway, right? And then I'm just like, well, you know what, sure. What's one less person on my Instagram account with the potential to leave a nasty comment? So I, I'm really not, well, I am discerning and I do, you know, I do use these two strategies that I've told you about. Is Are they contemptuous or are they just looking for debate? And if they're contemptuous, they get deleted. If they're just looking for healthy debate, you know, that's that's totally okay. And the thing is, whenever you become really clear on these definitions, like it's easy to decide who stays and who goes, right? And if you're not sure, just ask questions, right? Just ask questions, you know, and, and then you'll know, like if someone comes back to you, uh, with a nasty comment or whatever, after you've asked them a question, even just ask for a little further, you know, clarification. I had this once with a guy, just, I'm telling all these stories. I had this once with a guy who who seemed like, he wanted to appear on the surface like he was being respectful and asking questions, but I could tell by his tone, he just wanted to punish me. He wanted to punish me for something that I had written that he did not agree with. So I kept asking him questions to get a little more data and a little more data and a little more data. And then finally, whenever he he revealed himself with, you know, he, he got really annoyed with me keeping asking him questions because he didn't want me to ask a question. He wanted to tell me where I was wrong, right? And so once I drilled down on what it was that he was asking me, then I answered his question. And then he accused me of, he accused me of doing 
what he was doing. It's called projection, right? Oh, you're you're just inadvertently trying to get me to do this so you can, you know, make yourself look like the bigger person. I was like, no, no, honey, you've just given me your whole strategy. That's exactly, obviously, what you were doing, which I saw from the very beginning, and I did not buy into it. So um, you become really clear on seeing these strategies with people whenever you start to look for them, and whenever you don't make it a big thing, right? Whenever you don't make it like, you know, the be all and end all, like you're going to die if someone leaves you a negative comment. You're really not, right? Just block them. Seriously, it makes your life so much easier. Right. So how are we going to finish up here? Right. What's the final point that I want to make? Listen, guys, okay. There will always be those who are triggered by your success. It's part of being successful, right? You can't be successful if you don't have the haters. You have to have the lovers and you have to have the haters. It's the yin and the yang of life. Good cannot exist without an opposing bad. Okay. The more good there is in the world, the more bad there will be in the world. It's the yin and yang. It's the energy balance of the world. Whenever you accept that, everything changes. For every positive, there is a negative. I think there was a song about this in a Disney movie, wasn't there? For every positive, there is a negative. I can't remember what it was, what Disney movie. But um, it's so true. For every positive, there is a negative. So whenever you get the negativity, you have to go, oh, there it is there's the negativity. That means that I'm doing something worthwhile in the world. You know, you you can't be successful if you don't have the trolls. I would be devastated if I didn't have any trolls or haters or people who didn't agree with me or, or, you know, who were opposed to me because it would mean that I wasn't doing anything worthwhile. And I certainly was not on on my road to success. Ask any successful person in the world. The more successful you get, the more haters come out of the woodwork. And if you just accept that as a fact of life, it makes things so much easier. But here's the thing. They can go and hate on me behind my back if they want, because I don't allow them to hate on me in my house. My social media accounts are like my house. You get to come in if you're nice to me, and you don't get to come in if you're not. So you can go and talk about me behind my back. You can say bitchy things. You can go onto external websites over which I have no control, and you can have a good old troll fast about me. And you know what? It doesn't affect me one single bit. And I think that that's what we believe as human beings. We believe that if we allow this to exist, we try and stop it from existing because we think that in some way it's going to affect our business or affect our family or affect our, you know, whatever. My husband always says to me, there's a rag newspaper here in Belfast, right? And it's called the Belfast Telegraph, right? They've shafted me so many times whenever I've done, you know, like articles or interviews for them or whatever, they make it into some sensational crap, right? So I don't, I have like a, I have a, um, a, a I can't even think now, but like a policy that I will never do anything with the Belfast Telegraph because it's such a rag, right? And Ryan always goes to me, you're going to end up on the front of the Belfast Telegraph, you know, because I'm very controversial. The things I say, you know me, I don't hold back. I just say what I think. And he goes to me, you're going to end up on the front of the Belfast Telegraph. You know what I said to him? Ryan, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't care that I'm on the front of the Belfast Telegraph. It would not affect my life in one single tiny way. You know, I just, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to have a laugh. And, you know, I'm I'm just here to, you know, bring joy to people's lives, people who want to listen to my podcast and read my stuff and buy my stuff and have fun with me in my groups. You know, that's what I'm here for. And see all those people who don't. I don't care about them. They can go and hate, you know, and like, you know, like sit behind their keyboard and write all this shit about me online if that makes them happy. Rock on. Truly, rock on. Would I prefer it didn't exist in the world? Of course, because I don't like anything negative to exist in the world. But does it affect me? Not one single iota. And if you can, if you can adopt that attitude in your life, if you can get over your pride, stop being so prideful. Seriously. Stop being so prideful. Who gives a shit about what people think about you? Truly, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Get over your pride and, you know, climb down off your high horse and stop placing so much importance on what people think of you. And truly, you will live a much, much, much happier life. You know, what matters, just as a final sum up, is what matters truly in life is that you know in your heart of hearts that your intent is good that your vision is clear, and that your highest goal is to serve others and make their lives better. That's my highest goal in everything that I do. It's my intent in everything that I do is good and pure. I, my intent is to make people feel good, to take care of people, to make their lives better, to educate them. If that is my intent. And as long as I know 
that that is my intent. If someone in some way misinterprets my intent, right, through their own projection and believes that my intent is to cause harm or do something bad or 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 whatever, well, that's on them. That's not on me because I know truly that my intent is good. And when that good intent to change lives, to help people, to do good in the world, when that drives your purpose in life, you soon realize that the opinions of others, whether positive or negative, really don't matter. Because believe me, I have hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in all my networks over the world writing to me every day, telling me how wonderful I am, right? And if I believed all that, and I placed a lot, I do believe that they believe it, but if I placed like all my self-worth and all my importance on that love and adoration I get from people, well, then the negative stuff would affect me, right? Because I would I would believe the good stuff. So I do believe that people I change, I help to change people's lives. I do believe that the stuff that I create truly does help people. And that makes me feel so good, but it doesn't really affect who I am as a person because I know at my core and in my heart of hearts that I am a good person. So nothing anyone says about me can ever affect me. Truly, it really can't. And whenever you get to that place and you protect yourself from the negativity and the hate, everything changes. Your life changes and you can go forward and do what you were meant to do in this world with purpose, with drive, with vision, with clarity, and be who you were put on this earth to be without the the worry of the judgment and the negativity from others. Truly, when, when, when that happens, you just get to live a happy and purposeful life. And honestly, let me tell you, it is one of the best things you can ever do for yourself. So I truly hope that you'll take my advice to heart. You will delete and block the contemptuous haters and you will go forward and and do what you were meant to do in this world because I believe in you. I 100% believe in you and I know that you can do it. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Love teaching this stuff. Say that every week, don't I? I'm like, I love teaching this material. You're like, Kim, you love teaching all your material. I just love getting to waffle on to you for an hour. I have to be honest, just like wax lyrical about a subject that I'm really passionate about. So um, I hope this has given you some good strategies that you can use in your own life. And I hope that you truly will go out and do what you were meant to do in this world. Because I just want more people to live their purpose, to live with joy, to, you know, live with abundance and, you know, all that, you know, spiritual enlightened crap. <laughs> but it is true you know just want everyone to be happy we all just want to feel good but don't make yourself feel good by putting other people by putting other people down make yourself feel good by being a producer in the world by building and creating value because truly it's so much more rewarding don't forget to leave the comment as well um, if you want to leave or leave a comment on where you listen to this podcast send me a screenshot on Instagram if you want to be in with the chance of winning one of our amazing programs and that is all from me for this week over and out I will speak to you next week on another episode of Strong and Sculpted. Have a wonderful week wherever you are. Love from me to you. Bye-bye.